Hey everybody, my name is Nick. Welcome back to the Depths of Music podcast. I am back from my little vacation break. I've got a lot going on, uh, and at the moment, this episode I'm recording is a bit of a little bonus episode, uh, obviously. You know, as this venture, as this project kind of grows out, as I continue to expand and test new waters, I felt that it would be healthy to kind of dip my toes into different areas of music and not just, you know, just doing album reviews. And don't worry, more album reviews are coming. I'm literally looking at the vinyl record of the next record I'm going to actually review. But for now, I thought since I missed last Sunday's episode, and honestly, I don't know when this will be going up, I'm going to do a little bit of an extra episode, a little bit of a bonus on a different vein. Today, we're going to be talking about something very near and dear to my uh, childhood. I say childhood, but more like preteen years. Of course, that's going to be Nightcore. Now, if you know what Nightcore is, you're probably laughing at me or cringing to yourself that you were part of this. If you don't know what Nightcore is, you might be wondering if this is some obscure genre of metal you haven't heard of. But Nightcore, uh, to those who are not initiated, uh, is a genre, I don't know if I'd call it a genre, more of a style of music that became popular around the mid-2010s, early to mid-2010s, on platforms mostly like YouTube, that pretty much what you do to Nightcore a song is you take an already existing song, whatever it may be, and you would pretty much pitch speed it up by about 25 to 30%. This would raise the pitch of the vocals, raise the pace of the instrumentation. So essentially you're just, it's like the new school equivalent of playing a 33 RPM record at 45. Essentially, Nightcore took off in a lot of ways just kind of due to the appealingness of the higher vocals and also it quickly became associated with anime. If you look up Nightcore, pretty much every song will have a background of some anime character from whatever show or whatnot. And it very quickly became tied in with things like AMVs and fan videos for multiple fandoms across not just anime, but just TV shows and just fan culture in general. It was kind of an internet thing at the time. And it was something that I, like, was pretty much the antithesis of my music experience for a very, very, very long time. And a lot of these Nightcore songs... A lot of them are well-known songs today. You can find Nightcore versions of pretty much anything. But the most well-known Nightcore songs are songs that really don't get talked about in the grander music scheme. A lot of these songs, most of these bands or artists, this might be their only hit, kind of like a one-hit wonder situation, or these songs are just not as well-known. And it's kind of like, it's in a way, it's kind of like Shrek. When something becomes a Shrek, when the song is played in Shrek, it is a Shrek song there and forever. Same thing with certain Nightcore songs that got very popular. They're kind of forever associated with this kind of style. Now, so basically the goal for this video, I'm going to basically just kind of give little reviews of and histories of the most popular Nightcore songs, and by doing this I literally typed Nightcore into YouTube, went to view count, and went from the bottom, and went from the top down. Sorry. Uh, most of these were made by a channel called Nightcore Reality, I believe. All of them but the first one were by this channel. They have 3.5, 3.95, sorry, million subscribers. 
uh, and they still upload frequently. Their most recent video, however, only has 36k views, which trust me, I would kill for 36k views. I normally get, I'd be lucky if I get six views, but it, it's very clear that Nightcore is kind of something that's kind of fallen along the wayside. I mean, we've seen a lot of these kind of musical trends come along. You've seen things like, like 8D audio and slowed and reverbed and all these kind of similar, not in, not as much in style, but like in the way they approach uh, remixing and remastering kind of older songs for a different audience. And in a lot of ways, I, I, I genuinely think now as I'm older and I'm not as much into this, most Nightcore th songs I believe are better on Nightcore. Uh, as I was listening back to these for this review, I've noticed that a lot of these songs went through like the change between the original version and the Nightcore version. I can tell there's some audio issues, there's some compression, there's some just not as good production wise and a lot of this kind of just hasn't transferred over well and that's obviously no shade to nightcore reality or any other people who enjoy listen or make nightcore honestly it's it's a, it's once again it's something that people like i have no problem with people liking it so i'm not here to like point and laugh at people who like nightcore because i did i definitely did back in the day and i understand it so uh, I'm not trying to like make this like an attack on anyone, but I think with all my little disclaimers out of the way, we're going to jump into the first song, the number one most viewed Nightcore song of all time, 217 million views, which is a crazy, uh, is the Cab's Angel with a Shotgun. Uh, the a Angel with a Shotgun is a song that I, I definitely, I listen to this a, a, a lot back in the day, but I wasn't intertwined within the way that a lot of people were. So The Cab, from my research, is a group that started releasing demos on MySpace. They're a band out of Los Angeles, and they were originally a duo, so it's the bassist and the singer, and eventually, you know, as they started to gain a little bit more fame, they started filling out their lineup, drums, guitar, and a pianist. Uh, they kind of idolized a lot of pop punk bands from around their generation specifically like Fall Out Boy, Panic at the Disco and they even sent their demos to Spencer Smith of Panic at the Disco a fellow LA native who helped them get signed to their label Fueled by Ramen uh, same label, Fall Out Boy's on that label Panic's on that label, Paramore's on that label All Time Low's on that label a lot of, a lot of really big and well-known bands are on this label. But for the most part, The Cab has been mostly inactive recently, going to their iTunes page. You don't really see a whole lot. This album uh, with Angel with a Shotgun from 2012 is the only, to be honest, their most recent album output, and I believe the other most recent EP I saw on there was like from 2014. So The Cab have kind of gone silent, but this song has definitely left a heck of an impact. Um, Angel with a Shotgun's popularity mainly rose due to the connection that people had with it for the TV show Supernatural. And before I get into this section, I'm going to disclaim the fact that I have never watched Supernatural. I have very surface level knowledge of it. And so if I get any of this wrong, I apologize. There are probably people who could explain this way better than me. But from what I understand, Angel with a Shotgun became popular uh, because of its association with the show and one of the big romances you have this character uh castile a literal angel 
and people interpreting a lot of people interpreting this song as him fighting for his love in this case another guy named dean you know he's a literal angel who's giving up everything he knows and changing his ways to be with this person he loves which essentially is what the song is about you know angel with a shotgun fighting till the war one i don't care if heaven won't take me back i throw away my faith babe just keep you saying don't you know you're everything i have it's essentially a song of this kind of reckless abandonment for somebody and this kind of in a way kind of youthful feeling of throwing away everything you have to go and be with this person which definitely spoke to me at the time that i heard this and i could definitely see how it speaks to a lot of people it's a very kind of young hopeless and in love song and i think that's kind of the beauty of it instrumentally it's a very kind of big and grandiose and epic song which you'll notice with especially a lot of these nightcore songs especially a lot of the ones i was listening to at the time uh there are these big grandiose multiple instruments you got like this surge of violins at the beginning you obviously you know they have a full-time piano player besides just like normal rock bands who normally just have a bassist a guitarist a drummer and a singer but angel with a shotgun is a decent enough song it's a little bland on the surface and it's just kind of your generic alt rock big dramatic melodramatic kind of statement of abandonment uh like abandoning everything for love and in a way i think it's it's fine it's a fine song it's not my favorite i definitely don't like it as much as i used to i think it's a little surface level it's a little on the nose and well i understand why this song got popular especially with this connection to a show that was so big at the time uh and that people felt very passionately about it's not really one of my favorite songs certainly with that fan connection and just kind of how well it fits into from my knowledge what a lot of Nightcore listeners were listening to, looking at the rest of this list, thinking about my personal experience, that fan connection plus how well it fits with a lot of the age demographic of Nightcore and what other people were listening to makes it kind of the perfect storm to be the most popular Nightcore song of all time. So while I don't think this is the greatest song ever, I understand why it has this many views, I understand why this would be the most popular song, and I think it's kind of a good... You know, if this is the first Nightcore song you listen to, it kind of gives you a good idea of what this whole subgenre, I don't know if I could call it a genre, more of a style, what this style is all about. The second song is from the cast of the TV show Victorious on Disney Channel, Take a Hint, uh, with 180 million views. So, the one thing that most people don't know about Take a Hint is it's a cover, and I had to do a bit of research to figure that out, but... Take a Hint is a pretty straightforward song of exactly what the title implies. It's a rejection song. It's two girls, in the case of the Victorious uh, cover, which is the one that got popular, essentially two girls telling these dudes that are hitting on them that they don't like them to leave them alone and that they're getting pushy and annoying. And Which, to be honest, if you've got to have, you know, people talk about, like, messages and songs corrupting the children if there's anything that you should have uh young teenage girls i think listening to uh a song about how to vehemently tell a creepy guy to get off your back is definitely a pretty good message but as i mentioned earlier the song is a cover for, uh it is from a lady named megan kabir and the original version of the song is a lot more of a rockish take on it it's there's a lot of, there's literally like a guitar solo in this thing. It's a more kind of punk kind of take on it versus kind of the more 
polished and Disneyified version you get on the Victorious version. Uh, the song is played in season three of Victorious on the episode called Tori and Jade's Playdate. Now, Megan's original lyrics have been changed for Disney. Uh, there's a lot of, there's some swearing that's cut out. Uh, the original version has lyrics like, I uh, in the Nightcore version, it says, I don't mean to be a priss. In the original, I don't mean to be a B.I. Uh, and the second verse ends in the Nightcore with, it, you had me at hello, you opened your, up your mouth, and that's when it started going south. The original ends with, if you don't leave me alone, I'm going to call the cops, can't you tell that I've had enough? Which is a lot more direct, and I think kind of makes a little bit more sense. There's even a change on the chorus uh, that makes the whole, uh, I think you could use a mint line, make a little bit more sense. But Megan Kabir uh, is mainly a songwriter. She grew up in North Carolina, later moved to Nashville, Tennessee, where she even was friends with and discussed music with uh, one Miss Haley Williams of Paramore fame. Uh, Kabir has songwriting credits for a lot of popular pop artists, including Selena Gomez and Kelly Clarkson. And another little trivia fact I learned is that she almost starred in uh, the Robin Williams movie Miss Doubtfire as a child, uh, but she had... Uh, refused to cut her hair for the role and she was eventually replaced kabir is mostly kind of a background writer figure she has some music of her own uh, and there is an original of her version of this song but most people consider the uh, cast of victorious version the original i mean when you go on itunes you pretty much can find the Kabir version. It's pretty much just the Victorious version. And overall, I think the song's fine. It's kind of a basic pop number, but it's very, it's got these very biting lyrics. It's very aggressive and kind of petty, and I kind of like that about it. It's a very, you know, it's a song I could totally see somebody rocking out to in a very specific mood after being approached by that one guy who won't leave them alone it's definitely a song i get and i i did definitely like back in the day do, do even though i was you know a guy who was never approached by guys but um besides for that um the song's quite good 180 million views i definitely understand why next up we have katie groves with this little girl at 145 million views this was the one song I really didn't know before I started making this video or recording this podcast, sorry. And this took a little bit of research and a little bit more listening. This little girl, I think, is kind of an okay song. It's kind of like, um, take a hint, where we cover where it's a bit of a lashing out and anger song, but as we're going to, uh, cover it's a little bit more in a different light than take a hint is this little girl is pretty much the only hit for sadie groves if you even can call it a hit because commercially it flopped it just has mostly been doing well due to its acclaim on the internet and nightcore and kind of all this uh acclaim and recognition and got in retrospect uh sadie groves according to apple music the little bio on apple music says that she was an aspiring songwriter she originally uh, gave up music to go to culinary school uh but decided to pursue it again after the death of her brother and she began writing songs for other people 
uh, kind of in the same way that Megan Kabir had. She was kind of a background writer, but one day her whoever whatever singer and whatever band she was supposed to write for didn't show up, and the studio team decided that it would be a good idea for her to sing it herself. Therefore, she started her own solo career. She even got to open a nationwide tour with uh, pretty actually well-known bands uh, with a tour with bands like Good, no Good Charlotte, Third Eyed Blind, and All Time Low. Uh, she soon got into a relationship with one of her songwriting collaborators, they don't really specify who, uh, and she later found out that he was in fact married, and the anger towards that man and towards that situation is what fuels this song, uh, this little girl. So that's kind of the angle she comes at this from. Well, something like Take a Hint is a rejection. This little girl is about like the ups being upset about being lied to and all that. Um, the This little girl uh, was on an EP of the same name, which was released uh, under RCA Records and it pretty much flopped. Uh, the record label pretty much refused to release any of her songs on her album, and eventually this led to her leaving the label. Uh, she started working at a gourmet candy shop and releasing online pretty much all the uh, demos that she wasn't allowed to release by her record label originally. Eventually, she signed with 30 Tigers, a smaller label, and started to uh, release more like kind of country songs uh, about her strained family relationship she had been going through at the time and she was set to release an EP uh, under that label in 2020. Unfortunately however she was found uh, dead in her room on May 2nd 2020 uh, as she passed due to a excess of drugs in her system. I can't remember which one it was and she passed at the age of 30 which is a real shame um and while i don't think you know this little girl is not my favorite song in this list it's definitely a loss of potential as you can see you know she's kind of switching when i listened to just a little bit of her newer music it seemed you know it's it's much more emotional it's a lot it feels a lot more kind of you know less manufactured and it's a shame that her talents were taken from this earth before she was able to kind of see through this vision that she seemed to be on the path of with this new record label and this new EP. And unfortunately, despite this being an episode about literally Nightcore, um, this episode is going to continue to be a little bit sad. As we roll into number four, we're talking about Just a Dream. Uh, this is once again a cover, just like Take a Hint. Uh, by Sam Suey and Christina Grimmie. This song has, well, the Nightcore version, has 115 million views, and it's a cover of Nelly's 2010 song of the same name. The cover uh, by Sam and Christina came out pretty much at the around the same year as the original Nelly song. Uh, the song is, once again, just like a lot of the ones we've seen on this list, a little bit straightforward. Uh, it's a song about basically just wanting your ex back no you know one of those no matter how hard and no matter how bad you messed up you just would give anything to have that certain someone come back to you and the one that got away all that kind of stuff how you dream about being with them being together you wake up but it's only just a dream uh 
And the Nelly version of this song, uh, the Nelly version definitely is kind of its own beast in a way because Nelly's version and this cover are very different. You know, you've seen a lot of covers where they essentially are just the same song with just some kind of little changes maybe or just different people singing it or playing the instruments but these are two pretty different covers um by the fact that i mentioned two names this version which we're talking about here is a duet nelly's version is not he handles the whole song by himself and i think i do prefer sam and christina's version to the original the instrumentation is a lot bigger it's a lot more grandiose as we talked about with something like angel with a shotgun but i think this time it really works out the piano is really great the strings are really great in a way that kind of builds this song up and also sam and christina do a really great job both of them have fantastic voices and do a really good job of bouncing off of each other and while it is kind of divided into where sam takes the first verse uh christina takes the second the harmonies that they lay on each other in the choruses and parts of the verses do a really good job to kind of complement the song and bring it to the heights um sam is a musician who does covers and original tracks on youtube he's still relatively active to this day christina on the other hand is probably the one you probably know off of this song she had a lot of success back in the day christina was one of the like most successful early youtube musicians back when youtube musicians and internet musicians weren't just a dime a dozen she made a huge splash based on her youtube covers of other songs uh one of them especially titanium we'll probably get to later if i continue doing nightcore videos because i definitely remember that one uh back in the day she made a huge splash on the show the voice where she placed in third under the coaching of maroon fives adam levine and she eventually signed to island records she continued to perform with a lot of famous artists and kind of became known as one of like technically in like vocal proficiency and also just songwriting and skills became one of the uh, most well-known kind of rising stars in the music scene she was definitely was posed for greatness unfortunately that was cut short uh when she was shot at a concert in orlando florida five years ago and recently actually if this is one of those songs you've liked a new and updated remix of this cover came out five days ago as the recording of this video june 10th 2021 uh five years after her passing and it is meant kind of as a tribute and update to her legacy that she's left behind and she's still very much even when you go to the comments of these videos it's just an outpouring of support for this young talent that we lost far too soon so honestly probably i think the best song of the five that i'm going to cover here i think the original by nelly is good i think sam sue and christina grimmy do a great job covering it and modifying it i could understand why somebody would maybe prefer nelly to christina and sam but i think they're both very different versions of this song and especially with christina's depth have taken a lot of like new meaning to a lot of people and is a song that a lot of people remember very fondly going back to her career and the talent that she was so kind of a sad song in retrospect due to the unfortunate situation but it's a very good cover and it's a very good song and it definitely deserves its recognition and its flowers it's 
gotten by all 115 million views on this specific Nightcore version. Jumping out a little bit of the sad territory here, we've got the fifth and final song for today. We're talking about Fallout Boy's Centuries with 92 million views. So Fallout Boy is a pretty well-known band. I'm gonna assume a lot of you know Fallout Boy. You will definitely get some full album reviews about them soon enough because I have a lot of thoughts about them. This is off of Fallout Boy's uh, sixth studio album, American Beauty, American Psycho. So Fall Out Boy can kind of be divided into two terms. Uh, they released their first four albums, uh, which is Take This to Your Grave, From Under the Cork Tree, Infinity on High, and Fully Ado. They broke up, and then they released three more albums to date, Save Rock and Roll, American Beauty, American Psycho, and Mania. So this is post their breakup, they're back together. Their previous record, Save Rock and Roll, which we will also probably talk about uh, later on in the list if we do more Nightcore. Once again, this might be a recurring series. This might not. I don't know. Uh, it spawns singles like The Phoenix and My Songs Know What You Did in the Dark, which is the most confusing name for a song they should have just called Light Em Up. And this gained them a lot of commercial success. Uh, a lot of the diehard Fall Out Boy fans and a lot of kind of music critics, including myself, definitely prefer the older Fall Out Boy the more kind of raw and more creativity to Fallout Boy. Now, Centuries is an interesting song because lyrically it's a little confusing, and all Fallout Boy songs are a little bit lyrically confusing. I love him, but I don't know if Pete Wentz knows what he's writing half the time. But Fallout Boy uh, opens Centuries with this really iconic vocal line do 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 which is sampled directly from a song called Tom's Diner. And then you get this chorus that kind of sums up what the song means. Some legends are told, some turn to dust or to gold, but you will remember me. You'll remember me for centuries. Essentially, this song is about the legacy the Fallout Boy wants to leave behind and considering this is one of their biggest singles to date that certainly seems to be the case the verses once we get to the verses things get a little bit weirder but mostly they're essentially this david and goliath story of fallout boy coming up from the ashes and maintaining being true to themselves despite pressures from everybody else despite being told from their fans or the industry what they think they should make fallout boy continues to make the music they want to make which is a little ironic because they're now in this phase i'd argue at this album cycle in one of their most commercially radio friendly sanitized sounds to date uh this song spawned like four or five singles this is their most commercially successful to date so in a way it paid you can argue that it paid off and that their legacy is secured because they made the music they wanted to make and they, you know, are now going to be remembered because of the success of this album. Even though, you know, they pretty much had already supplanted a legend status. Even on their second album with songs like uh, Sugar We're Going Down and Dance Dance. But, in a way, it also feels a little ironic that they're talking about being true to themselves on an album. And on a post-breakup cycle that people have kind of seen as a bit of Fallout Boy selling out and watering down their talents and you know not everybody has always liked fallout boy i'm not saying they're like a critical darling or anything but a lot of fans have felt disenfranchised and 
trust me, nothing they did on American Beauty, American Psycho is anywhere near as bad as Mania. That album is terrible. Please don't listen to it. And I'm hoping that eventually in the future they redeem themselves. But off my tangent about Fall Out Boy. This, once again, continues our trend that I was talking about earlier with Nycor about big, grandiose, dramatic songs with these big, sweeping statements. So all this kind of culminates into this song. It's a very big song. It's a very dramatic song in a way kind of melodramatic and that's kind of what nightcore has always been for especially uh it's targeted you know a lot of the audiences like teenagers and whatnot so this is kind of something that you can kind of angst out to get in your bag to which is totally cool we all need good music to angst out to oh. so fall out boy centuries definitely makes sense as a song to be one of the most viewed nightcore songs of all time i loved this song back in the day this and my songs know what you do in the dark were my introduction to Fall Out Boy. And while now I'll more go to bat for their earlier records and their earlier works as complete albums, I think that these were important to getting a lot of people into this particular band and getting it people into this kind of style of music like pop punk. And in a way, we will remember Fall Out Boy for centuries. But that's pretty much it I've got for my little Nightcore retrospective. We've got five songs of the most viewed Nightcore songs of all time. Uh, I might continue this later because there's a few I saw further down the list I definitely want to talk about and get some thoughts on. But uh, there's definitely going to be a lot more branching out into different areas and different styles of video or podcast for the foreseeable future album reviews are still going to continue but just kind of branching things out as this is kind of a new show and kind of formatting and getting my uh self down and getting my bearings down of where i want to take this project so that's going to be all thank you for listening and i will see you next time